the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in. Forecast calling for plenty of sunshine the rest of the afternoon, eventually down to a low of 67 tonight. Tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sun and a high of 92. Phillies had a nice win yesterday, 4-3 over Washington. Michael Franco, his 100th career homer, came in nice fashion. The bottom of the night scores tied 3-3. Hits a homer to win it for the Phils. One of those things like you're playing wiffle ball in your backyard and you pretend all the all the situation there, you know, you're like, then he does this and then boom, over the fence. They open up a series at home tonight against the best team in baseball, the L.A. Dodgers. Zach Eflin on the mound for the Phils. Clayton Kershaw on the mound for the Dodgers. And tennis... Unbelievable match yesterday. Novak Djokovic beating Roger Federer in a five-set classic to win Wimbledon. Uh, 7-6, 1-6, 7-6, 4-6, The last uh, match was like two sets, or the last uh, set was like two in length, 25 games uh, before it was all done. Sixers, late news happening today. Ben Simmons looks like he's signing a five-year, $170 million contract extension. So it looks like the, the, the Sixers team is taking shape now even more so for these next few years. Uh, as we look ahead to this hour, excited to have a couple of special guests, which we'll mention here in a moment. But first, just want to say hello to our hardest working producer to Philadelphia Radio, Joe Harnett, who I'll give you one example of how he's hardest working. I went into my office a minute ago just to grab the forecast and paperwork, and there's this coffee on my desk. Oh, and, yes. And I'm looking at him like... I drink coffee all the time. I'm thinking, ah, oh, that's probably from Friday. Yeah. Uh, maybe I could heat that up. Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm going to heat mine up because I've. It's been at 20 minutes. It's a little. Well, I like I like coffee very hot. But I was like, wow, where did he find time to run out and grab coffee? Because this would be lovely to have during the afternoon. I gave here. you the international s- signal for coffee when you were in recording. Oh. I, I went like this. I didn't see that. Oh, oh I thought you were saying <laughs> hi. Yeah, usually or we had a twitch. Be- yeah, you know, this one's you know. Bring me the check. Oh, right? okay. This I don't know one. that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not familiar with that one. I've, I've learned to ignore it. I'm gonna have to get your missus on the phone. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of things to ask her. Well, thank you for doing that. Sure. Did you have a? Did you have a good weekend? Uh, yes, I saw my brother and my sister-in-law. I took them out to lunch. Uh, Danny and Shirley both have birthdays in April, and and I owed them a lunch. Wow. Uh, so I took them out to lunch, and then what kind uh, of grub did you get? I had a turkey club. There's a turkey club place up in, um, or a, a deli place up towards Limerick. Yeah. And so uh, I went out and see to see them, and it was really nice. Did some recording here, the good. plays I'm recording. Yeah, you're working on that side project stuff. That's good. Yes. Nice. Yeah. I found, you know, I found a uh, a fellow. I know you're busy, but I found a fellow that was on the BBC. We all know of the Americans that were on the air during World War II and the news. Yeah. Right, Edward R. Murrow. But there was a guy named J.B. Priestley 
who was on the air on the BBC during the Blitz. And I have a copy now of two books he wrote, and the books comprise of his, uh, his radio broadcasts while the planes were dropping bombs, and people listened in the subway, in the subway uh, wow. tunnels, while the city was being bombed. It was. It's really wow. remarkable reading. I'm going to re-record them. Where did you? Oh, you're, so you're working. That's that's I'm an audio re- project. That's going to be an audio project too. I'm going to record uh, Priestley's uh, stuff. Look at yeah. you. Yeah, All I cool. did was play wiffle ball on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you win? Uh, well, we we did home run derby. Oh, did you? It's my son Toby's 19th birthday. Do you call that names? I'm Mickey Mantle. <laughs> no. I'm well, Willie McCovey. The th- the thrust of this was to surprise him with some friends that he played little league with. Oh. So nice. he keeps in touch with him a little bit, uh, you know, every now and again. Uh-huh. But we had six of seven of his uh, baseball teammates from his you know younger years all came over. We I, I threw him all twenty pitches. Had sixteen white balls, three red and one pink. And the, the white are worth one. The reds are worth three. The pink is the 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 golden ball like they do in the All Star game, and it was worth five. And then they would play in the field and try to knock the ball down. If, you know, to, they were competing. You know, yeah. these guys still, they're friends, but they want to win. Sure. And then after that, we got some pizza and wings, and we hung out for a while and just caught up. So it was nice. Very nice. Yeah. That sounds like a great weekend. Then that led to, hey, this was fun. Let's do this again tomorrow. So yesterday, instead of wiffle ball, they gathered to play baseball. Uh-huh. Remind me the next time I go to do something like that. Yeah. To stretch first, sure, and maybe just not go on the field because I yeah. did make a great catch, but now I'm limping today. Oh. I literally ran and 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 dove and I caught a ball. Oh. It's just, you're this, too competitive. You have <laughs> well, to you have to let some of this stuff go. I, I probably do, but when you're out there, you're you you don't know how it, you're yeah. it's in the moment. I know. I know. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm hurting. I did this I last year completely. playing soccer. I, I dove it and I skinned my leg playing soccer on a turf field, just to just pick up soccer. Yeah. So what's what's your position in soccer? I was goalie in high school. Ah, so yeah, that's a dangerous position. It is, yeah. but if you have a good sweeper in front of you, you're good. Yeah. It, it yeah. can say cover like Bible sure. says, love covers over a multitude of sins. Yeah. You have a good sweeper. <laughs> Gary Maddox. Uh, right? Cover uh, Gary right. That what was the saying? Two thirds of the world's covered Go by water. water. And the other third by Gary, Gary Maddox. Maddox yeah. Used to play center field for the Phillies <laughs> when they won the World Series. So, yeah, well, and coming up this hour, we're excited to have a couple of special guests. Uh, speaking of history, you're talking a moment ago. Tomorrow marks the 20-year anniversary of the passing of John F. Kennedy Jr. in that plane crash. And um, someone very close to him, her name is Rosemary Terenzio. She worked with him for five years at his magazine. She's going to be joining us in the program uh, just to talk about a special that's going to be on A&E tomorrow, I believe it is. It's focusing on his final year and a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. I think just for those tuning in, one of the things I like to do with the program really is to just build some bridges with our community and our and the world at large and, and put, our, put ourselves in other people's shoes. So I don't have – this is not a political conversation per se as much as um, one of the things that was happening in JFK's final – Junior's final year – he had, I think, a cousin who was dying of cancer. And um, it's part of the story. Like, um, the, just the general lesson I try to remind myself is to not be to not judge people from the outside, like just what I read in the paper or what I see on TV, because they're humans. They have a lot going on that you don't see, that I don't see. And, and that, that goes for any of us as we work together and all that. So it's to try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think that starts with just having a conversation and letting people speak 
So Rosemary knows him very well. Uh, and knew him for five years or six years or something like that working together. So I just want to talk about that because that's a time-sensitive thing. Uh, we also are looking forward to having, just came in today, a gentleman named John Schneck, Jonathan Schneck, from one of my favorite bands of all time, Reliant K. And uh, I've been trying to get in touch with John for months, back and forth. He's a busy guy, family guy. He says, yeah, I'll come on. And today it just worked out, last minute. So he's going to be coming on the program the second half of our, of our show, play a song or two for that. And we should probably do some giveaways, I'm thinking. So if you'd like to win a copy, or if you'd like to win, I should say, a, a gift card for Duncan or Wawa or Rita's, we have those up for grabs, too. Give a quick call at 800-560-WFIL right now. And just a $5.60 gift card, something simple to pay for your hoagie. They have Hoagie Fest going on. It's 5 bucks, so it'll cover your hoagie there or maybe a couple of coffees, a donut, or take your uh, grandson or, or wife out for uh, water ice. So give us a quick call. 800-560-WFIL. Take a random winner right now, and then we'll continue our program with Rosemary Trenzio uh, in just a moment here on AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 413, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Going to the phone to make a winner. Hello, who's this? Hey, did I want anything? You did. Yay. <laughs> What's your name? Hi, how are you? My name is Leland, L-E-L-A-N-D. Hey, that's a cool name. Where are you from? Thank you. Uh, King of Prussia. Excellent. Well, you get to pick. You want uh, Duncan or Rita's or Wawa? Uh, let's do Rita's. We'll treat the girlfriend. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, we'll get your info. We'll mail it right out to you. You're a gentleman. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Leland. Bye-bye. Hold on. Bye. That's courtesy of Reiner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. They hook us up every day. We get to give those away. Just a friendly little way of saying thanks for listening in. Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL and WFIL.com. Our first guest of the uh, program is a, a, a woman who has known and knew uh, JFK Jr., who passed away 20 years ago tomorrow. Uh, there's a two-hour documentary on A&E tomorrow night called Biography, uh, JFK Jr., The Final Year. And... Uh, and our guest uh, was working alongside him, and, and we wanted to just get her perspective because she is part of uh, this documentary. Hello, Rosemary. How are you doing? Hi, Tim. How are you? Wonderful. How are you doing today? Doing very well. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us today. Sure. Yeah. July 16th, of course, marking the, the 20-year anniversary of the passing of uh, John F. Kennedy Jr., and uh, along with that, the two-hour documentary airing on A&E, uh, JFK Jr., The Final Year. You're one of the folks interviewed, right, for the documentary, since you were working with him so closely for a number of years, right? Yes, I, I'm one of the people in the in the documentary. Yeah. Share, if you would, how you first met John, and is that the most way, by the way, is that the most appropriate way to refer to him, or should I say JFK Jr.? How do you how do you do it? Well, I just say John, but, yeah. I, but I understand JFK Jr. is probably easier for people who are listening to understand. <laughs> okay, good. I want to be appropriate in the way we do it. Yeah. yeah. So, so how did you guys first come to meet, and how you became his assistant? in your role i met john through his partner at george magazine i was michael berman i was working for michael at his pr firm here in new york city and he and john were on the board of a charity together and they became friends and were secretly hatching a plan to launch george magazine okay and they used our our pr office to to do that so that's how i met john Okay. And then your what was your, your day-to-day like in terms of interacting with JFK Jr.? I was his chief of staff for five years, so I pretty much ran his 
personal and professional life. Wow. And it's interesting, too, because I think I saw you on The View talking about the fact that you kind of – your background was more on the Republican side of things. And I thought that was neat that you, you could if – I'm, if I'm correct about that – and that you could work together over time. What, what was that like? Did that, does that actually provide good back and forth sometimes? Oh, absolutely. But, you know – I my family was more on the Republican side. Yeah. I would say I was more kind of middle of the road. But yeah. but th- that being said, it was it, I grew up in a family that was not fascinated or enamored with the Kennedys. So I I think that's why when I met him, when I came to work for him, I I was like, oh, oh John Kennedy. <laughs> you know, it just it was it, it, it was a little lost on me the whole fascination because you know my family were were not you know we're not Kennedy. Fans. Yeah, I'm sure that does help get some stuff done, so you can actually you know get to work and yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> rather than just looking at whatever there. So, what would you share if you could about the person you got to know over the years? Um, and I'm, I'm basing this question also on the uh, the book that just came out by historian uh, Stephen Gillen, who I think was uh, JFK's teaching assistant at Brown. Yeah, uh, right? and he was, and they also, yeah, they also forged a you know a really close friendship and. Um, Steve's book, America's Reluctant Prince, is, uh, you know, it, it really delves into John's life from beginning to end yeah. in a way that, you know, is factual and historical, but also there's never been a biography, an historical biography on John F. Kennedy Jr. Wow. So the book is going to be, is the, is the kind of the big picture, the documentary that you're interviewed in that comes up on the 16th is uh, focusing primarily on the final year. Is that correct? More, more so? Yeah, that, it's called John F. Kennedy Jr., The Final Year. And yeah. I think that what that does is give, you know, it gives the audience and the public a perspective that no one's ever seen before on John, which is that he has, you know, his magazine, his marriage. And at the epicenter of all of that is this heartbreaking, emotional his cousin, his best friend, Anthony Radziwill, is dying of cancer. And that's yeah. taking a huge toll on John, both personally and professionally, because he wants to spend as much time as he can with Anthony because he knows his time is limited. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And I think for John, you know, being being John F. Kennedy Jr. and having that much influence and power, whatever you want to call it, you know, he could fix... He felt he, he he could fix anything. You know, he could fix his marriage, he could fix his magazine, but he couldn't fix Anthony's illness. Rosemary Terenzio, uh, Chief of Staff of JFK Jr.'s uh, magazine and a personal assistant for five, six years, uh, July 16th, tomorrow, marking the 20-year anniversary of his passing. Uh, tomorrow night, there's a documentary about uh, the final year of his life. We'll continue our chat with Rosemary in just a moment. Also, uh, John Schneck of the band Reliant K going to be joining us at about half past or so. Looking forward to that very much. And we may sneak in another giveaway, too. It's happening today on the Jim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 422 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. 20 years ago tomorrow, John F. Kennedy Jr.'s uh, plane crashed into the Atlantic Ocean. It was near Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, and uh, certainly a tragedy. And uh, uh, Rosemary Terenzio, who's uh, JFK Jr.'s chief of staff for his magazine, personal assistant for a number of years, is part of a documentary that's going to air about the final year of JFK Jr.'s life. It's on A&E tomorrow night. And we have Rosemary as a guest on with us today. 
So tell us a little bit, then, about the person you got to know day to day and maybe things that people wouldn't know about the day-to-day I think life. John was a great mentor to, to a lot of us, especially the staff at George, and he really found a home there. You know, he could be himself there. He could exhale, um, and there was no facade, and, and, and he was so accessible to everyone. You know, you could just walk into his office and ask him a question, and he was engaged, and he was involved with everyone from the interns to the editors and, and the interview subjects, and he had great relationships with the writers that he edited, and, and, and he really made it like a a little family. And I think that that was one thing that people probably wouldn't have, have guessed about him. They would have guessed that he might've been a little more distant and aloof and, you know, kind of ruling from his little ivory tower, but that wasn't John. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) He was, he was in the trenches with all of us. Well, and you touched on something a minute ago. I'm just curious, you know, sometimes in a regular family day-to-day life, there's a a dad who's a construction worker or a teacher or preacher or whatever. And his son maybe follows in his footsteps and uh, that happens in a lot of families, or maybe doesn't. What did you observe in terms of what it meant to John Jr. to be a Kennedy, and what that was supposed to look like? If, if you know what I mean, there's. I mean, I think that you know John was very aware of of who he was and his place in in the world and and his family's place in the world, and he felt a responsibility and a duty to be you know, loyal to that yeah. and, and, and to embrace that. And he did, but he also had his own life to live and wanted to be his own person. And John was much more interested in being a good person than a great person. Hmm. That's a good way of putting it. A good way of putting it. And you mentioned, for example, the, the charity work that uh, when you guys first met, was, you talk a little bit about the work that he was passionate about uh, charity wise. John founded a charity called Reaching Up, uh, which is now part of the curriculum at CUNY, the City University of New York. Um, And what it was was a he came to this realization that folks with disabilities were getting subpar care because there was no incentive for the frontline workers to move up. So they would they would burn out and they would leave. And this was leaving caretakers burnt out and folks with disabilities with subpar care. So he founded this charity called Reaching Up, which provided a mentorship program and, you know, a master's PhD. And, you know, if you were a frontline worker with folks with disabilities, you now had the opportunity to, you know, you had, you had access to higher education and you had what was called a Kennedy fellow who would mentor you through this program. Wow. That's neat. Well, my wife and I have a 13-year-old who's disabled uh, severely, and she's come a long way, but still, it hits home because the people who work with our daughter, Tori, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, we it's, love her to pieces, but it's a lot, too. Yeah, absolutely. I have Actually, my fiancé has a, a daughter with uh, who's disabled, and, and it's, you know, it takes a toll on the family, and it also takes a toll on the, on the workers, and if they don't feel like they're being compensated and they, and they can't make ends meet, and they're doing this work passionately, yeah. it, it, it really is disheartening to see. Yeah. One other quick thing for you, that the, again, about the documentary part. What do you hope, personally, that viewers will come away with as they watch JFK Jr. the final year? I think what I, what I think viewers will come away with, especially younger folks, is that it's an insight into this time when John Kennedy Jr. was bold enough to take a chance and make this magazine called George, which was the intersection of politics and pop culture that has really come to fruition now. And that was ahead of its time, but also that, you know, all everything that 
that we saw of John or that the public saw of John in this documentary comes down to this one thing that people deal with every day, and it's the impending loss of a family member. Good stuff. I know you're busy. You have plenty of people to talk to, but it's great to get a little little slice of insight into someone, you know, someone who, who know, knew him so well. Thank so, you, Tim. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for your time. You too. Thank you so much. <laughs> right, bye-bye. Bye. That's Rosemary Terenzio, Chief of Staff for JFK Jr., his magazine. Worked with him as his personal assistant for a number of years. Again, the uh, documentary comes out tomorrow on A&E, JFK Jr., the final year. Quick break. We're looking forward to bringing in John Schneck of the band Reliant K next, one of my favorite bands on the planet. And we'll uh, sneak in another giveaway before the program's done, too. In fact, let's do that now. 800-560-WFIL. No time like the present. Courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. If you'd like a free uh, gift card to uh, Rita's or, or Duncan or Wawa, the $5.60, enough to get you a couple of water ices or some coffee or a hoagie. We just want to do it as a, as a friendly, friendly way of saying hello. So call up right now, 800-560-WFIL. Take a random call to win right now with WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 431. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in. I had a winner on the line. In fact, I had two winners on the line, and they got disconnected. So technically, I still have a gift card to give away. If you want to call right now, 800-560-WFIL, 800-569-345. I will hook the first person up with a $5.60 gift card to Duncan, to Rita's, or to Wawa, your choice, 800-569-345 right now, and we'll get you that. Uh, as that's happening, a lot of sunshine in the forecast, of course, for the rest of the afternoon. Uh, 87 the high, some clouds tonight low down to 67. Then a mix of clouds and sun tomorrow, and a high up to 92. Fills with a 4-3 win over uh, Washington yesterday afternoon. Nice come from, uh, well, actually they were ahead, then they got tied up. It was 3-3 in the ninth, and Michael Franco hitting a home run to put him ahead 4-3 and win that game. They open up a series tonight at home against the Dodgers. Hello, what's your name? Hi, Tina. Hi, Tina. Nice to meet you. Hi. Where are you from? You too. Um, Bucks County. Okay. Well, you're ben a winner. Ben Salem. Ben Salem, good. We're... Get out of town. Are you serious? You won. Uh-uh. Yeah, okay, never mind. That's See you later. Cool. Bye. Mm. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. I never win anything. Well, it's about time. <laughs> we were getting you off the schneid. So you choose if you would like... Uh, you know, Duncan or Readers or Wawa, it's up to you. And uh, you can think about it for 12 whole seconds. And then Joe, our hardest working producer in Philadelphia radio between 402 and 458.50, is going to ask you to, to make your final decision. All right? No pressure. I think I'll go. I think I'll go with Wawa. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's good. How you doing? You, you listen to the station for a little while? You new to the station? Or are you listening for a long time or what? No, yeah, I've been listening for a long time. All right, so you're a veteran. Way to go. Well, we're that much nicer to make you a winner after listening for so long. We appreciate it. That's great. All right. Hang on Thank one you. second. You're more than welcome. And Joe will take care of things. Uh, just finishing up, and it's courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown, kind enough to partner with our radio station to uh, just get to know our listeners better and, and show some appreciation to them. Um, tennis, an amazing match yesterday at Wimbledon. Novak Djokovic beating Roger, uh, Roger Federer in a five-set classic. 
Uh, Federer has won 20 Grand Slams. It's a record. And Djokovic not far behind with 16 and a thriller that ended in a five-set. Uh, the fifth set was 13-12, which is just crazy. It's like a, a double set at the, at the back end. Somebody has to lose eventually, and, and that was Federer. I was rooting for Federer. I like him. He's, he's, he's a neat guy. I've, just over the years, I've read him, and as he talks, I've never covered him, but as I, as I observe him and I read his stuff, he's just very open, and then he'll talk. And if he, if he, one thing I like about him is when he does well, he says, I did well. Like, he's not like, oh, I'm over. Um, that's okay. I mean, there's, it's good to be humble, but I think it's also cool to be able to say, yeah, I did a good job. I'm really, I'm glad for it. Or when he's down, he's disappointed. He says that too. So in any case, a great match yesterday, Sixers against, uh, not against Sixers signing Ben Simmons to a five-year contract extension. That's uh, good news for Sixers fans, a $170 million deal to keep him in town for a while. Uh, so that's the deal there. And now we're glad to, uh, that all said, bring in a, a longtime friend. And one of my favorite bands on the whole planet is Reliant K. They have a bunch of albums out over the years. And, um, and from their, uh, from, from a core, core years of that band is a guitar player, John Schneck, joining us. Thanks, John. How you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Timmy? Good to talk to you today. You too. It's been a while. I know, uh, I think the last time I would have caught you would have been when you were with, uh, with the band and perhaps on tour with Switchfoot, maybe. I'm thinking it's been that long. Yeah, that was that was a while back, but, uh, but a great time indeed. I remember that very well. Yeah. Well, you had a lot of good years in the band. I thought we could talk about that a little bit. And then also yeah. what you're into in the days to come. Uh, Reliant K, one of my favorite all-time bands. And I used to play them on a morning show I did in our sister station when it was a music station, 990. And uh, played fun songs like Forward Motion and... Uh, uh, High of 75, and uh, and then I guess there were songs in the early days like Sadie Hawkins Dance and all that. But uh, you joined the band, I guess, several albums in. Was it um, 05-ish? I'm trying to think of when it was about. 04? Yeah, it was uh, 2004 officially, but yeah, uh, right before the, the record mm-hmm came out. Okay, <laughs> right. And then I stayed I stayed with uh, with them all the way. I mean, unofficially, I, I'm still in the band. Uh, I, I came off the road probably about five years ago officially and kind of got into normal normalcy, I guess you could say, normal jobs and whatnot. But um, that itch is kind of uh, coming back, and we've actually been talking about potentially maybe doing some shows here this fall uh, for the 10-year anniversary of uh, one of our later records called Forget Not So Down. Yeah which was recorded back in uh, October of 09, I guess. Man, it's been a long time. Uh, so we've been, you know, having some text threads and, and that kind of stuff about the possibility of getting back together and, and doing some touring. But who knows, man? Uh, it's, it's hard to align five people's schedules these days uh, now that we've kind of been off the road and have so many uh, other responsibilities and whatnot. But... It'd be fun if we could do it. I'm sure it'd be fun to get to Philly too if we could if we could make that happen. Oh yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> well, if that if that happens, we'll definitely uh, spread the word here in Philly. And uh, it's been you, a long time since I've had a had a uh, cheesesteak that was worth anything. So <laughs> yes, in fact, I think when you were in the area with Switchfoot, I brought you something from Wawa. You, pro- you probably did. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you were you were doing your fantasy football at the time, or I forget what you you know you guys were arguing over who you're drafting or whatever it was. Do you do sport? Yep. Do you still do that? Still keeping the fantasy sports world, baseball or football? Or uh, I'm actually more into fantasy basketball now. Okay, which has uh, 
which is a, a much greater commitment than fantasy football. Uh, it, it takes a it takes a lot more time, but it's it's fun. So we, we've uh, some guys at my church are doing a fantasy basketball league. This will be the second year we've done it, so we'll uh, we'll get that going here pretty soon, I guess. Once the summer winds down, we'll probably have a have a get together and try to do some drafting. So nice, yeah. That's that's what I mentioned. I I did play fantasy football last year, actually with the same with some of the same group of people, but. Um, I kind of did it to fill a roster spot, although I had a good time doing it. Um, my, uh, I'm when we did draft day, I was kind of like, now who is this guy? It's kind of that, that was kind of the, yeah, the, as, as, as well as I could do in fantasy football, but, um, but it was fun. That's great. Yeah, it's funny, it's funny you remember that. Yeah, that was a good time. Well, it's because it, it's interesting as you get to know the different artists in the music world. And I was doing exclusively music radio, it's always fun to find out just what other things they're into, whether it's sports or whether it's something else. So, and then if, if you're into fantasy sports, that means you're really, you know, you, you, you got it going on extra. Cause that does take time as you mentioned. Uh, so yeah, yeah John Schneck's our guest, uh, formerly with Reliant K and technically still with Reliant K and you know, the Sixers just signed line, uh, line just signed Ben Simmons to a max contract, this huge extension. Uh, so, yeah. so he's one of the, he's going to be in Philly for a while. Now it's known that I guess the guys like Matt Thiessen, from Ohio, but where are you? Uh, I don't think I know know what what your home state is. Yeah, officially, I uh, I grew up in Orlando, is where I'm from. Okay, uh, but I've lived in Nashville for about as long as I lived in Tennessee, or as long as I lived in Florida. Okay. So I would I would consider myself a Tennessean. All three of my my children were born here, and uh, it's kind of where we've we've planted our roots. So. It's it's weird to say I go back home to to Florida because I don't really consider it home anymore. But uh, my parents still live down there, so we get down there every once in a while. But yeah, I'm a I'm a Tennessean now. That's cool. That's cool. Talk about Which your kids. Go ahead. No, we don't have a we don't have a uh, we have the Grizzlies, but we don't have a uh, a Nashville team. So yeah, well for for, for NBA anyway for hoops. <laughs> so I was going to say that's what made me ask yeah. if you if you're focused on fantasy basketball now. You know, how do you, it would be obvious, easy for, for Matt Thiessen to rally around the, the Cavs in Ohio. But uh, anyway, so that's, that's yeah, the, yeah. That's true. Well, I, uh, so I, I became a, uh, I, I kind of became a fan of, of Northeast Ohio sports uh, through the band. So I was a Browns fan, which is a terrible thing to be. Uh, and then. <laughs> Until now. Now it's yeah. on the upswing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it could be on the upswing now. Uh, but yeah, I, I followed LeBron and his whole career. So um, when he went to Miami, I, I sort of had the best of both worlds because I was like, you know, LeBron fan, but now he's in a Florida team, so I could kind of right. get behind that a little bit. Now he's out in LA, so I'm I'm uh, excited to see what he and Anthony Davis can do this year. It'll be NBA is just wild right now, so it'll it'll be a fun year anyway. Oh, it is kind of crazy for sure. Uh, Jonathan Schneck of the band Reliant K, our guest. Tell us about those beautiful children of yours. Yeah, my my oldest is 11, and uh, he's going into sixth grade this year. He is uh, into all things electronics, Fortnite, video games. That's kind of how we bond. We did the uh, this summer. We did a uh, Marvel movie marathon where we watched all the Marvel movies for the first time. So we we did uh, like 21 or 22 movies in a row, which wow. was awesome. Wow, so that was really cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, my girls. I have an eight year old and a five year old girl who are just awesome and i'm trying to figure out how to connect with them every every day whether it's 
playing dolls or doing hair or doing karaoke <laughs> concerts, but whatever it takes, man, you got you got to get in there on the front lines of them, you know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. John Schneck of the band Reliant K, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM five sixty WFIL WFIL dot com. Brief break. We'll continue our chat and throw in some Reliant K music as well as part of our fine broadcast. AM five sixty WFIL WFIL dot com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. And now... Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! Ah! Wrong hat. I take a seven and a half. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. WFIL.com. One of the fun songs from recent Reliant K music days, Mississippi Potamuses. Chatting with John Schneck, guitar player for Reliant K. So much fun, their music. A level of fun, but also a level of seriousness woven throughout, oftentimes in their lyrics. And hopefully, we get a chance to get some even uh, you know, newer music coming from them at some point got all their albums and they're one of my favorite bands and that's one reason i'm very grateful to have john schneck of the band on with us today to hang out and chat a bit before the break you were talking about your kids and uh do they know much about your reliant k days think it's cool dads in a band and all that no my favorite story that i tell about uh trying to be cool to my my kids is i mean kids today they have like we don't even have cable tv anymore we just have you know, Netflix and Hulu and streaming stuff. And then uh, the kids just, they they watch YouTube, you know. And their their heroes are these YouTube kids who get on and play with toys or they have these little YouTube shows or whatever. So yeah. uh, one, one day, one of my son's, you know, heroes from YouTube was on uh, Jimmy Fallon show, The Tonight Show. Hmm. And... Uh, I was like, you know, buddy. I was like, Daddy's band was on the Tonight Show three times, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, really? He's like, with Jimmy Fallon? And I was like, no, it wasn't with Jimmy Fallon. It was, uh, it was with another guy, the guy before him. He's, he's like, oh, that's cool, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, well, I was like, well, hey, uh, why don't we look it up? I bet we could find it on YouTube. And he, he looked like his eyes got super wide, and he goes, Daddy, you're on YouTube? <laughs> and I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, buddy, I'm on YouTube. <laughs> So we, so we sat down and we, uh, we we pulled up dozens of YouTube videos and that was the first time he ever thought that I was cool in all of his eleven years. So that's very funny. That's but it's, a... it's funny it's funny to show like how you know when when I was a kid and when you were a kid for sure it's like oh if you made it on TV or the radio and that was like that's when you made it. But to our kids or to my kids and uh, their generation, it's if you're on YouTube and you've officially made it. So it's really funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. That's great. <laughs> Since the Reliant K heavier touring days, and I'm guessing would having the children being young and that partly play into maybe why you were off the road as far as active touring with Reliant K, partly to just be at home with the kids, be more around as a dad, or was it more? Yeah, I mean, it was, an, it was a number of things. I mean, you know, it's you, you're familiar with the music industry, and just it, it becomes harder and harder all the time for for working musicians and. Reliant K was always a working musicians band. You know, we we played shows to make money and feed our families, and 
had five guys and a crew and a bus and you know when you, you just got to, to do that and sustain those kind of careers you just have to work a lot and yeah, yeah. it's hard it's hard to raise a family uh from the road and uh you know it kind of got to the point where nobody really wanted to tour enough to make it uh you know viable for all five of us to stay out on the road and and earn earn livings and stuff so uh, you know, I, I kind of we we had a really good transition point, and I I kind of took that as a chance to uh, come off the road. I got a, got offered a job, and I was like, you know, this is kind of my 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 exit scenario. And uh, since then, you know, I, I finished my uh, my marketing degree uh, prior to leaving Reliant K, but since then I've uh, finished my master's degree as well. And um, so now I'm I'm working largely in digital marketing and that that sort of industry now doing uh you know consulting and whatnot and and uh still dabble in music here and there but but not full-time anymore okay is the uh is the the business side of things you're doing starting your own business or working in conjunction with me as a consultant but uh, yeah if you're part of a, a firm or whatever if you're starting your own thing or yes yeah, so i'm i'm doing my own thing right now and uh really enjoying uh i've got a a company called bifocal and that's uh bifocal.co co okay and uh Kind of my my angle there is uh, creating a near and far strategic vision for creatives. So one thing that that uh, we didn't really have well uh, working well for us whenever I was in the band was what's the best move for your career uh, right now or your best move for your career in the long term. And uh, kind of with my experience as a musician and then also my education and my business experience now I like to approach artists and try to help them create kind of sustainable futures hmm. and a sustainable career uh, that'll help them now but also help their career uh, in the future interesting that's good is it still evolving a bit in your mind or you, do you have a you know some people are dreaming of something that a long time it's marinating and then it finally starts to take root and move forward are you still in the fluid stage where you're gonna see which direction it goes yeah it's still it's still pretty fluid but um you know, it's it's kind of my it gives me the ability to get back into the artist world without having to to leave my house. You know, I can yeah. I can still talk shop and and work with creatives without having to tour a lot. So, so I'm I'm really enjoying that aspect of it. That's great, John Snick, uh, kind enough to be our guest from Reliant K, and uh, it'd be wonderful if it does turn out that you guys tour and are on the road again. I, uh, just on the back on that music side of things before I let you get rolling. Um, you, you mentioned kind of coming into the band around the mm-hmm album, which was a Dove Award uh, winner, right? It was a rock album of the year. So you came in at a, a nice yep. time. Um, great, great album. And you kind of, if I remember correctly, you brought some skills to the band that freed Matt Thiessen to spend more time on the keyboards. It's kind of like the Philly signing McCutcheon for the outfield to Reese Hoskins move from left field to first base. <laughs> it's natural. <laughs> like that's the other sports analogy there. But um, yep. yeah, you, you brought, I guess it was banjo, bell, other, and guitar, of course. So did yeah, you know? So, yeah. yeah that, that was one of the things that Matt had started doing a lot more of was, was writing songs on the piano. And uh, he wanted to be able to do that live. So uh, I came on and, uh, started playing uh, guitar and then I just kind of randomly whatever uh, kind of instruments were were played on the albums that we couldn't reproduce live I was always like you know what I can if I don't know how to do it I'll learn it so uh, you know we would occasionally have a banjo or glockenspiel or some keys or something like that um, that uh, that, that we put on a record because it sounded really neat 
And then uh, w- when it came time to play them live, I always ended up co- covering those uh, instruments. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, kept the kept the shows really interesting, and it was always fun learning new instruments and putting them to use in a live setting. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of where where all that came from. And if that tour does wind up happening uh, later on this year, kind of the ten year anniversary of the Forget Not Slow Down album, the song one of my favorite songs of all time is that uh, title track. Um, I, there was a season where I, around when the album came out, I was actually really struggling with what am I doing? What direction am I going? And even yeah. feeling like I've spent a lot of time thinking about what am I doing? Where am I going? Like months and years and, uh, still trusting God's at work, but at the same time wondering like, man, I wonder if I've missed my window. And, um, and anyway, so that, that album, that album, that song specifically meant a lot to me. I don't know if you had you know everybody's got a different hand in what songs are written and why they come to be on the album do you remember much about that song and, and why it came to be part of the the album and the title track itself yeah i mean that's that's pretty much what it what it was about was you know not uh not settling on on what's happened but and not forgetting about it uh but kind of keeping for keeping moving forward um it's really interesting a lot of those songs mean different things to me now than they did back then uh going back and every once in a while i'll I'll listen to an album front to back and just the the lyrics will kind of be interpreted different in my uh my late 30s than they were in my late 20s so uh it's, it's pretty cool how that message kind of evolves and, and teaches you something new every every year yeah yeah well i i appreciate you taking time out of your day and if uh, the yeah. tour happens together, well, maybe we can chat again sometime about even more in depth about the Reliant K music since that'll be kind of front and center at that point. And just want to get a little cross section for Reliant K fans. They also get to hear, you know, you know, like everyday life happens. I see it with all the artists. I'm a little older now myself and you see them in one context and then you realize they're, like you said, it takes money to, you have to pay your bills and have to, have to make, you know, practical decisions sometimes. And, uh, maybe yep. you, know, you you wind up doing something a little different for a while or whatever it may be, and uh, so and you also now that you're home, you have time for games with your kids, which is great. My son and I play Madden yep. 2007 all the time, and high <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> formation, strong high formation, HB blast, boom. So totally. <laughs> you have a, do you have a game of choice you guys like using? Uh, System? I mean, we play Fort. We'll play Fortnite together. Um, Apex Legends. Okay. We do a lot of the P- we do a lot of the PC stuff. So. Uh, he does have uh, FIFA on the Xbox. Fun. We play that every once in a while. Um, he hasn't really gotten into the uh, the Madden yet, but we do ha- we do have 2K19 uh, on on iOS. So we'll do that whenever we're kind of hanging hanging around in a waiting room somewhere, waiting to eat dinner, on a, a, standing in a line or something. We'll pull out the iPhone and do uh, 2K19 on <laughs> on great. iPhone. But uh, but no no Madden yet. But Liam really isn't in foot. He's not a football guy, but I'm trying my hardest to get him into into basketball. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, and you know what? If I can, anything that we could pray for you about at this point in your life with the with your lovely wife and kids or work or all yeah. Of the above. Yeah, my my wife is in grad school right now, so she is uh, she's studying here at Lipscomb University in Nashville, and um, we're kind of in one of those seasons where everybody is uh kind of stretched and everybody's kind of given 110 percent to make make this season of life happen so um you know that's that's kind of where we are and that's that's kind of what i what i ask for prayer for the most is just just the energy and 
logistics to work out in, in every way. So I, I would really appreciate that. That's great. Proverbs eighteen twenty two. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. So I'm sure you know that. I um, do very well. Yeah. And you guys are on a zone defense with the three kids, two and three. <laughs> so you, yeah. Yeah. We're calling audibles all day long. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. John, yeah. thanks for your time. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day, and hopefully we'll catch up with you again uh, should the music kick in on the tour in Philly. That'd be wonderful. Yeah, and if we get up there, I'll, you'll be the first person I call. Okay, excellent. Thanks. Have a wonderful day, man. Thanks, buddy. God bless you. Bye-bye. John Schneck of the band Reliant K. Great to have him on. We've been chatting back and forth for weeks about uh, making some time and finding a way to get him on, and I'm glad that it worked out for today. I uh, mentioned uh, asking him what we could pray for him about want to let you know, too, the same thing. We have a prayer center on our website, just so you know. You're welcome to tap into that, WFIL.com. There's a More tab. First link there says Prayer Center, and you can submit a request there, and you're welcome to submit a follow-up, how things are going, if you like. Help the, uh, help yourself to that, uh, WFIL.com. Also, mention a, a verse from Proverbs. I love the book of Proverbs, and I was reading uh, that this morning. Uh, the fear of the Lord teaches a man wisdom. And humility comes before honor. It's the very last verse in Proverbs 15. The fear of the Lord teaches a man wisdom, and humility comes before honor. You know, in Proverbs, sometimes the second half of the verse reiterates or or supports the first half. And I think uh, that's what happens here, because the fear of the Lord is, you know, you can take it as fear, as in a healthy, like, respect, but also just obeying. And, and humility in the second half Sometimes you take that as taking the low position and not puffing your chest out and all that. But humility can also mean obedience. Like what does obedience, what does humility look like? It means you're obeying. You're actually submitting to what God says and you obey him. And so if you take it that way, I think this verse can really be emphasizing, listen, if you in faith obey God, you will become wise and you'll be honored. Think of it. The fear of the Lord teaches a man wisdom. If you want to be wise, fear him first and the wisdom will come. And if you don't mind being honored, it says humility comes before honor. The fear of the Lord teaches a man wisdom and humility comes before honor. Proverbs 15, 33. Thanks for listening in today. We'll turn things over now to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He'll lead in prayer next. Have a great evening. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.